Welcome, welcome, Real Stories podcast listeners, to another episode of Real Stories with Graham and Brian Coomer. Yeah, and uh, we have uh, an exciting episode today, a first, where we have brought in a guest. We do. Not, is, not only is he a guest, he's a guest that we know and has achieved an awful lot in just a few short years. He is a guest of honor, for sure. Yep. Um, he is Mayor Scott Washburn, the former mayor of Upper Sandusky, and our good friend, uh, who we've both known for a long time, since childhood, really. Yep. Um, he, he was friends with Brian's older sister and with my older cousin, and was always just a great one of those guys that was just kind of always around, and it was good that he was, because he was fun to be around. He was, and uh, uh, you mentioned it during this episode, and I remember it also, that he always just seemed to be nice to everybody. Like, you said he would talk to your parents like they were normal people. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. One, one, of the, one of the first people I noticed that was, like, friendly with my parents, who were friends with my sister, so it was, it was interesting to see... This, this person who was a few years older than me, but not too many, um, that, that could be an adult, but also be, let's a face kid. it, a little childish. Yeah, that's the best thing about <laughs> yeah. him. He just has a great sense of humor, and he's a smart guy. Adds levity everywhere he goes. And, and doesn't he, he doesn't claim to be a genius, just as a practical, smart guy. Yeah. Uh, and uh, so anyway, so we interviewed Scott Washburn today. We talked about um, high school years, college years. Politics. S- starting east of Chicago. Yep. Uh, the the we kind of talked about parenthood, talked about marriage, talked about friends, talked about cruising uptown. It we, was a cool episode. We basically did what Graham and I kind of got into this uh, podcasting to do in the first place, which was, uh, this is your life, this is your story. Please tell us. Um, when for those that don't know, when Graham and I first really started discussing this, what we intended to do was record the stories of the people of Wyandotte County and and just hear them tell them for themselves because we really wanted to have that record going forward of people's lives. Agreed. Real stories of Wyandotte County and this one is the real story of Scott Washburn. We hope you guys enjoy it. Okay, back at the Real Stories podcast, I am your host, Brian Coomer, and we have a special guest with us today, (laughs) Mayor. Wait a a minute. What's the one thing we've not had on here yet? Uh, It's our first guest. This is our first guest host. Um, A very, very (laughs) A man of high stature. A a great dude. Honestly, a great dude that I've known for a long time, that a lot of people yep. have known for a long time, uh, Mayor Scott Washburn. Former mayor, but I think once you've had a political office, you always keep the title, right? It, it's, it's like, like it's like being president. You just have uh, you have the title forever. Your I, I saw your Secret Service detail came in with you. That I was... sure hope so, because I don't want to remove the tattoo. <laughs> Where is it? Oh, never mind. <sighs> don't can't tell. tell. Can't tell. <laughs> don't ask, don't tell, right? Awesome to be here. Thank you guys for having me. Oh, yeah, dude, we're so pumped. We, we said, uh, you know, let's get a few episodes under our belt, and then if we can get Washburn in, it'll... He'll put us on the map. Oh. Put us on the map. Yeah. Well, the map of Northwest Ohio. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah. So here we are. It is April fourteenth, twenty twenty one, and you've been out of office now for a few months. About yeah, over five months, starting on month six. So, uh, how you feeling? Uh, it feels weird still. It's like uh, just starting to settle down. Yeah. Uh, it 
it's cool. Like, um, my new job's good. I work with great people, but I mean, I miss it. There's, I mean, who wouldn't, uh, that was my life for 13 years. And, uh, I do miss the day to day, the problem solving the people and that, but it, it was, it was the right move. And, uh, but yeah, I'm still getting used to it. It's, it's, it's still, you know, it's still fresh even after five months. Oh, any, uh, yeah, agreed. I'd say it'll take a solid year before oh, yeah. you really, you know, are used to the new routine and, so, so let's uh, let's take this back to the beginning. Let's yeah. let's start at square one. Okay. Uh, I'm trying to think how far back we want to go. Let's let's go back to high school. You graduated from Upper Sandusky. I did graduate. What you, you do? What you do in high school? <laughs> Were you a musical guy? No. Guy, or um, he parted in my parents' basement. I know. <laughs> that is a true story. Um, uh, I. I was just, I don't, like, uh, I played baseball all the way through. I did football, like, one year. I sucked really bad, um, so that wasn't going to be uh, any career path there. Baseball I really loved, and I did that all the way through. Um, believe it or not, like, my brother, Corey, was one of the most talented singers, like, of all yeah. time. I, I suck. Um, mm. I can't sing at all. I mean, uh-huh. I have a karaoke after a few daddy pops. I tried to do it, <laughs> but it's it's not very good. But, um, so... Um, we did, I, my claim to fame was my senior year, uh, we were in a musical, it was Bye Bye Birdie. Oh yeah. And, um, I'm trying to think, I believe it was Robin Richardson, Robin Spores. Yep. Probably what, Richardson then. Richardson then. Yep. Yeah. And we, and sh- so they were doing that and we were signed up to be stagehands. It was like Jason Mundy, Eric Passett, myself, Danny Schilling, and uh, so we were just good and Shane Orion's. And so we were just going to be, well, then I don't know if they needed ticket sales or what, but somehow we became Shriners and they invented this dance <laughs> nice. and, and it, believe it or not, it was so cool. And it was the closest we were ever going to get to be on stage. And I just never forget the end, like at the curtain call where everybody comes out and I'll never forget yet. Everyone comes out and I'll never, one of the, one of the directors said now, when everyone's singing, just mouth the words watermelon, watermelon, because uh, yep. you guys are really loud. Because we were like trying to get into it. Oh, we yeah. were terrible. But um, <laughs> so that was the only musical thing in, in high school. But high school um, back then, you know, a long time ago, graduated in 1991. Um, one of my good classmates and friends uh, was your cousin, Kim. Kim. Yeah, yep. I remember you. That's that's what I remember you first from hanging yep. out out at Kim's. Yep, absolutely. Duty heavy. Duty heavy. Uh, <laughs> Kim, Listen, listening Kim, to Jethro Tall with, uh, uh, Jeff, with uh, Jeff, who was just an amazing dude. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so back then everybody had jobs, like everybody worked, uh, the, the sports hadn't got to the psycho point that it is now where you got to play, um, you know, you're trying to win the six and under world title in handball. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, and playing. And back then, you had a sport you played, and then you moved on. But everybody worked. That's just how yeah. it was. Right. Yep. So you had a lot more time. I think honestly, you know, thank the Lord there weren't cell phones and that stuff you're back right. then. Um, or I might not have been mayor. Uh, <laughs> but uh, it was just a lot of fun. People hung out a lot more. Uh, this is gonna sound stupid, but one of the things I remember the most and most fun we had is every night especially in the summer, we would go park the cars at the library. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And we would just sit there. Sit there at the library and uh, we don't condone us. Smoke cigarettes and chew and chew a little skull. Just watch people drive by. And And it was was cruising. And it, like, you brought your lawn chair up. Shoot the loop. Yeah, and it... 
because but you just didn't have the options that you had now right. like things to do and i just will never always and i always remind him larry nunley who was a lieutenant i believe on the pd at the time would always drive by five minutes for curfew and he'd always say it's five till 12 little kitties you better get home and then he would make another loop and yep. then every if you were under eight you know yep but uh it was just uh i for one i know some of the kids always want i can't wait to get out of this town i can't wait to get out of school like you know, there. I, I just enjoyed that, man, because I knew the real world can suck. And so I was yeah. like, I just, I wasn't a great student, probably an underachiever, which I regret, but it is what it is. Uh, but it was just so much fun. And like, I don't know, it was just nice seeing all those people. And uh, I'm sure there was different groups and cliques and stuff. But honest to goodness, like I, how I remember people getting along a lot. You oh, know, yeah. Like, oh, yeah. And it was. Well, you graduated in 91. 91. And Brian graduated in 95, I graduated in 97, and cruising was still happening in 97, but I, not, I not bet way. it wasn't happening by 99. Mm -hmm. So it, it was it was on its way out. I did graduate in 95, and, and my sister graduated a year after Scott in 92. So that's how I, I learned, you know, I, I met a lot of you guys yep. through her. Um, my, my parents, strangely enough, would, would make her take me with them with yeah. her because they, they thought she couldn't get in trouble with if I was along for the ride. I, I don't know, like I was going to snitch. In hindsight, they probably just wanted to get rid of me because they wanted a house with themselves, which I would do in a heartbeat with my own daughter now. Um, but it, it was different then because we parked at the library mm -hmm. and like you said larry nunley would come by and i actually got a curfew violation because <laughs> i was pulling out of the library because larry had just come by yep. and i i okay well loaded up the car i was backing out of the library and a different police officer who shall remain unnamed at this point uh pulled up took all of our names and a month later we got a citation to go to court and yep. it was 1102 on a sunday yep. night in july yeah so, <sighs> Yeah, they get you. Yeah, but but they would also warn you. Yeah. I mean, it's like, well, hey, get get out of here. That, that was my point, though. But he he pulled up behind us and blocked us in. Like we were backing out, heading home, and I waited because I saw a car coming around a corner, and I waited, and it happened to be a cop. And by the time he took all of our names and everything, it was about eleven o two. I thought you've got to be kidding me. I, I, and that's where your life of crime began. That's where yep. it began. Yep. Rap sheet. Brian Slowly turn, turned to a life of crime. Oh, my, oh, my brother rap Nate. Sheet. My brother Nate got a curfew. He was with me. Same yeah, yeah. I, was, I was with him. Yeah. He and, and then his, there was eight his of us. Probation was that he could go to A and A to work. It was and nine. He could go to tennis. We got it. So we got he just carried days. his tennis racket yeah. with him everywhere he went and tennis balls. We and got thirty days at nine o'clock. That was that was our probation, and I literally left court. And walked out. I, I paid for it because it was a. It was either forty hours of community service at the recycling center or uh, pay a hundred dollar fine. And I said, "Who do I make the check out to?" Like I, I can. There is no way I'm working forty hours for a hundred dollars. Like it, back then, forty dollars at IGA, which is where I was working, would have been about. $180. So mm -hmm. I figured it was in my best interest to just put it behind me. Good quick math there. But then I also left. Dynamite. So smart. I immediately jumped in the car <laughs> and drove with my parents to Tennessee. And two weeks later, I went to Canada with some friends who also were on probation and didn't bother telling our probation Is it officer. safe to say that you were on the run at that point? I think Ooh. the statute of limitations is up. So, yes, I would say I was on the lamb. You remind yeah. me of Red from Shawshank Redemption. Oh, oh, I was a lot like him. Yeah. 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 I don't think they'll 
kick up much fuss for an old, you know. <laughs> so back to my point. Yes, cruising was a lot different back then. It was a uh, lifestyle. Yeah. It was, was something so everybody much fun. did. It and was then, it was and then fun, we got, and it was where you met people. Yep. It was, and then we got moved to AAA, and it started kind of trickling down. And then after AAA left, it was basically nothing mm-hmm. anymore. Yeah. So, and it's just like if you wanted to go like. Back in the day, Taco Bell was a big deal or yeah. Wendy's because uh, you had to leave to, town. I remember when I was a kid and McDonald's came to town. I mean, yeah. like that was like bigger than the president. Like that was like the biggest like big thing. Ever. Yeah. So you had to go if you went on like Darcy and I, when we go on a date, like it was movies and Tiffin and Taco Bell. And that was a big deal. Or you know? Oh, absolutely. Yep. And and it's just. And now kids barely go on dates. No, no, they don't. I well, mean, they it's a weird other, whole thing that's happening. Yeah. That, that we can't even. I just feel I I loved that time period. I loved yep. everything about it. I had, you know, obviously there was things that went on that weren't good, but you just, at the it, end of the day, it was still sweet. It know? had a real dazed and confused feeling to it. Yeah. You know, it, yeah. it was it was kind of that personal relationships that you formed through social connections, and yeah. that was it. And I, not social I, I media. Think we barely, yes. I think we, we didn't recognize it at the time, but now looking back on it, I mean, the the 90s not only was it was the end of of the century but it, things were changing it was quickly. the end of a an era too yeah. oh of a long era but i mean literally by by in 95 no one had a cell phone and by no. 2000 everyone young everyone in college had a cell phone by mm-hmm. 2000 uh, i i don't know if everybody did in 2000 but by 2003 pretty they certainly close. did yeah, yeah pretty close there, there was so. a so speaking of college mm-hmm. yeah toledo uh, well, attended Toledo, did not graduate from Toledo. Nice. Well done. Sorry, Grandma Washburn in heaven. <laughs> <laughs> I let her down on that one. Yes. So, couple two, couple years? Two yeah, years? two years. Okay. All right. That, uh, then what? Well, a lot of what led to my second year going down was uh, actually, Brian, your brother-in-law, Shannon Newman. Ah, um, know him well. <laughs> yeah, uh, Nintendo was getting big, and we kind of dedicated our life to Super Spike Volleyball um, <laughs> on there. Um <laughs> And so uh, we were really good. Of all the games. Of yeah. all the games, Super I mean, Spike Volleyball. I we were really good. Yeah, I mean, I, I, can, I, can, I can sympathize because I played an awful lot of NBA Jam on the Super Nintendo. Yeah. But well, this, was, uh, this was like the original. And then, um, but we both kind of, Shannon and I both knew at that time, we were good, bad, or otherwise, we wanted to go work. You, know? yeah, like, you were going just, through the motions at Toledo. Yeah, and it wasn't it, worth it. And like for me, I was coming home every Thursday night because you know my high school sweetheart, which is still my wife after twenty five years. You know, I was coming home to see her, and I just it wasn't for me. And honestly, looking back, I should have had a I shouldn't have went if I didn't have a better plan because like I did the what everyone does business. Yeah. Well, your first two years you don't take any business. You yeah. Know? Right. It's so it just. I, I mean, I did the same thing at Ohio State two years at Ohio State, and then. You know, got time to apply to your college, which was going to be for me the College of Business. And I said, mm-hmm. "Wait a minute, I'm I don't have any money, first of all, mm-hmm. and I'm going to take out a bunch of loans. I'm not ready for that." Yeah, so. it it uh, I always called it, it was well, this is how cheap it was and how old I am, but it I called it the eight thousand dollar cover charge, and that <laughs> um, it was uh, and you pay for that even going for two years, you know, yeah. because you a lot of things have changed too kids back then most paid their own way for everything just yeah. because that's just how it was and yep. so which i think there's you know it'd be awesome if everyone could give their kids that but that's not always the case but so it means a little more but um i'm gonna be honest like i was paying you know like every 20 year old 21 year old kid you start paying back right away paying the bare minimum that you have to pay and yep. 
And when I got in the pizza business and I was out the, in Las Vegas for the pizza convention, I had a really good week. Nice. And I came home and paid that baby off. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Yes. So uh, Thank you, MGM. So I'm kind of like an alumni from Toledo, I think, because I, I paid on time. But You paid on time. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but, yeah, no, I did that. And that was, you know, it was a good life experience. It just wasn't for me. Um, college is great if that's, you know, yeah, just For you, it's not for everyone. It's not for and everyone. there's, I think kids are some more kids realize that now maybe and, and then don't want to admit it mm-hmm. well also that that time when you were going through it that <clears throat> that certainly was when the stigma of you have to have a college degree started you're 100 percent right yeah like you like you were looked upon like you know you had to go there and, were two paths there were factory work mm-hmm. or there was college which and, i left there and ended up in a factory and yeah, so did i for three years mm-hmm. at unigrip uh, george z now after i dropped out hooked me up He's a great dude. Like oh, yeah. I am eternally grateful to him because that was a good-paying job. And uh, I that experience for those three years is invaluable. Like, mm-hmm. it, yep. like my life has just been about steps. And, and that step, like, there were great people there. I learned that I, you know, that I didn't want to do that for the next 30-some years. But I'm so glad I did. I uh, met great people. And uh, it, it taught me a lot. And it taught me a lot about myself. And it got me hungry to for the next chapter in my life. Then. Yeah, very good. And college yeah. is never really intended to teach you everything you need to know about the job that you're going to get. Mm-hmm. It teaches you how to learn mm-hmm. and teaches you how to be how, how to be curious, how to how to want to know more, how that that thirst for knowledge. And if you already have that, I'm not saying that college is useless, but you can learn a lot on your own in the same amount of time. Mm-hmm. Oh. And you did that by yeah. by going to Unigrip and and you learned a lot about yourself and mm-hmm. what you did and didn't want to do. Mm-hmm. And what you didn't want to do is be stuck there mm-hmm. or, or stuck anywhere, I should mm-hmm. say. That that's not yeah. you wanted to, you wanted to be your own person. Yeah. So so that led then to East of Chicago Pizza. Right out of Unigrip to yeah. East of Chicago. How, yep. how did you end up with East of Chicago? Let's let's talk about that. Well, for a I will <clears throat> my brother uh attended heidelberg university mm-hmm. i think it's university college uh, yeah. whatever it is so it's university now it was college i think it was college. one point yeah. but yeah. so he was there for what seemed like 20 some years um <laughs> um and this is a funny story i'll tell you like uh what and anyways i'll get to that later but so my brother was at heidelberg and so he started i think delivering for east chicago when it was like one of the first 10 stores in tiffin yeah. okay and then we both him and i worked for angelo's pizza in upper sandusky uh <laughs> elaine fair um yeah so we did it all the way through elaine joan they treated us like so, gold so angelo's was where uh, Angelo's is where Doug Raw owned okay. in the tanning bed place. At, at Sunburst Tanning. Oh, that across was Angelo's. The, yeah. Across from the boxcar. Across from the boxcar. And, so. and let me ask mm. you something. Did yeah. Did you ever have anybody help you uh, deliver pizzas? Because I, I, I seem to remember Bert Dibel delivering pizzas with you one time. Yes. Okay. Um, uh, <laughs> in his Trans Am that he had, that, that red yeah. Trans Am. Uh, uh, did he have a mullet still? Was it mullet? Of course. We oh, all yeah. Did. Yeah. 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 Up, you know, in Angelo's, and sorry, Elaine. Um, <laughs> like we'd have, I remember Chad Wheeler used to come up after golf oh, and yeah. he'd cruise around, uh, Mert. Uh, uh, but it was, they, they gave us a lot of responsibility and it made money. It was cool. But so, my brother started at East Chicago and Tiffin, and then they started having him run shifts and uh, started working his way up. And then uh, 
the the guy that started the company wanted him to come to corporate. They were a very young company. Yeah. So he went there and started training and open stores and gosh inside Is of corporate in Willard. It was. It's yeah. in Lima now. Okay. What what was the what was the guy's name that got you? Scott Granham and started okay. the whole like he started it. It was the Pizza Barn in Greenwich and then he oh. started it and um so he built his way up there and by the time you know, I got in, they were booming. Mm -hmm. And, uh, so he was director of operations by then. And he hired, he hired all like everybody that he hired for their main key holder positions were from the Berg and they were all SIGs from the fraternity. They were (laughs) all, all they were all, yeah, I think it was SIG Eps, I think is what they're called there. So he had a bunch of fraternity guys. They did. And and they were so, yeah, they were so young and they were but hungry hungry and yeah. they had so much success i we've got it hanging in our basement the wall street journal did a, a huge thing on young up and comers and my brother and another guy named rick ludwig were featured on it Whoa, and nice. it was pretty cool man yeah. so yeah. but so that's how i decided you know like i want to do that but um darcy and i just married getting married broke as a joke yeah. um so every bank pretty much said no quickly and uh, so I found uh, through them, found someone they call themselves venture capitalist. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, I won't say whether or not his name was Guido. Um, <laughs> May have been a loan shark. Yeah. Uh, so I usury bar- is the term. Yeah. That they use. So I did what I had to do. I mean, like yeah. it was terrible. Sixteen percent interest. It was terrible. Oh yeah. But I knew that once I, if I get started and get it rolling, I could go to a bank. And that's what I did after a year and knocked it down. And that's how I got started in that. And then that was in Marysville. That was my first one was in Marysville. Oh, you had a store yeah. in Marysville? Oh, yeah. That was my first one. What year? Um, 94? 90, Three? Four? Uh, let's see. No, 95, probably. Yeah. Graduated okay. 91. Yeah. So Three years. 94, 95. Okay. Because yeah. rem- I'll never forget. Like, uh, oh, that. That would have been when the one opened here. That was yes. but somebody owned it before and I, you. Yeah, Brenda yep. Keaton. Yeah. So like we lived on Hankins Drive. We were the only house on Hankins Drive. Um, that's right. Yeah. Little, oh, that how the where, your grandma. Yes. Krause's yeah. grandma lives yeah. there now. Or uh, which is Darcy's, Darcy's, Darcy's grandma. grandma. Yeah. 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 So we so we did that, and then uh, Damon Krause, where we live now, built that, and they were moving all over the wherever. Oh, Damon on, built your house, the, the house one we you live, live in now. In? Yeah, okay. so they were moving to Indiana, Michigan, California, wherever their stop was. Uh, Fresno, Is yeah, that where they moved from they here. They did they, live in Fresno. Yeah. yeah, so I just like, and I was old school. Like it was burn the candle at both ends. So like I would leave six in the morning and get home at midnight or one, and I, I did that f- like for an ungodly amount of time. Like I literally. Uh, left one time and like one of the employees moms felt bad for me in Marysville and I they would let me shack up at their house just to sleep and go whatever but yeah I left when we lived on Hankins Drive and they came back and we were moved <laughs> we were moved out of there and stuff uh-huh. people buddies came and did it but <laughs> it, so I did that for about six months and then I was starting and then so my brother would come help me out and run a weekend so I could get home but and then we a few years in uh, Upper Snusky became available so we bought that off Brenda Keaton out at the Drug Mart Plaza yeah mm-hmm. the Drug Mart Plaza um which you know I would rather loan money off the 16% guy than then, the rent they were charging out there really yeah. oh my lord that, well yeah they can't keep anybody no in the, the Drug Mart's the only it's yeah. their anchor yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah so and then for a short time we actually owned Fostoria my brother and I and a guy named Aaron Eckleberry who Aaron was like the CFO-ish kind of guy, okay. staff accountant in East Chicago. And we had Fostoria for a while, which is pretty much 
the guy that owned it signed it over because like nervous breakdown because it was too much. You know? Okay, and yeah. so it was just yeah. he was done. He was done. Mm-hmm. So, but at the end, like uh, it was like uh, financially more sound for me to have the one by myself than three because if you in a cash business if you're not watching your money it's going up even if you're watching your money they're stealing i mean that's just a fact i'm not yeah that's just how it is so i've worked cash business yeah i know exactly what you're talking about so when then that's we did an (laughs) upper i've stolen money from lots of people (laughs) brian coomer is still on the run no Um, no. statute of limitations again so and then so i knew i wanted to get out of the drug mart plaza with the one upper because it's total ripoff like even back then, it was like three thousand a month with cam charge and oh, everything. Wow. It was okay. stupid. Really, yeah. three thousand a month out there? Yeah. Wow. Yep. And uh, and that now keep in mind that's in the nineties. Yeah, yeah. You know. Oh yeah. And uh, the sewer was bad. Like it was just okay. a whole bunch of stuff. So, um, Gary Book actually mentioned, why don't you uh, the Woods family? You know. Yep. Janice and Irv, and so we started talking, and it came about, and we turned off. Uh, antique hardware store in East Chicago. And yeah, that's nice. why we moved up there. Ah, uh, yeah. I forgot. I. It's this is why I love these conversations because I. I. I remember now that that was the old Woods Antique. Yeah. But I wouldn't have remembered. I was kind of thinking it might have been like knock bars or something. Well, no, it was Woods Antiques, and it yeah. was a. It was a Radio Shack for a while before yeah, that too. Yeah, and I. They tell me it was a car dealership. I think back yeah. in the day, I've like, seen pictures of that. Yeah, the car lot was in the back parking yeah. lot. We used yeah. to get. We used to get pictures developed there. That was, yeah. Uh, we yeah. were tearing out the walls. It was pretty interesting. Some of the pictures, Ooh, like, uh, yeah, yeah. I'll bet. good ones. <laughs> like, oh, we'll keep a copy of that. Yeah, one. <laughs> yeah the uh, hair was plentiful. You know, like uh, everyone, <laughs> oh, yeah. like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, so, but yeah, it was cool. You know, um, but so we did that, and you know, and it it was it was a huge risk. You know, but but that was a loan. I mean, you took. Oh out yeah, loan. that yeah. was good. We never got a penny of money from anybody darcy and i always did it you know yep. um but we had like huge support from her parents and everybody yeah. and uh, oh. it was cool but like i mean we were on the hook for a lot of cash i True. mean between yeah. all that and she god love her i don't know how she just didn't throw me out because like <laughs> you were working yeah you were working man. yeah yeah so she always was very supportive and and, and she was probably in school then or finishing up school then yeah right? only first started absolutely yeah. um luckily unlike her husband she was very smart yeah um and yeah. so organized yes and, yeah um yes pretty so, good looking yeah, yeah. a lot of a lot of differences really yeah. everything <laughs> that i wasn't in fact um, how did how did you guys stay together let's talk about that no um uh guilt <laughs> shame yeah i outkicked my coverage there's no there's no yeah and i'm sure her parents at times were like damn we could have you know there's uh, that shane orians yeah he, he went on to be oh, a big a time lawyer. attorney yeah. lawyer but we married the king of pepperoni instead <laughs> Now, don't well, sell yourself short. You did become mayor. so And I do <laughs> yeah. think East of Chicago did a, a nice thing for that block. Oh. And still. Yep. That's yep. still a great little corner store yep. that that block and has. You would be surprised the sales that we did out of there. And I don't, obviously, I'm not connected there anymore, but... Um, we did a really good business. That place was and, yeah. yeah, yeah, and uh, and I've always believed, just like in anything we've ever done, service is everything. And yep. so, and there I had a lot of good friends. Sherry, um, she, I, I always joked I bought her Sherry, Kathy Larrick, and Barb Simons with the store, and they were all still there when I left. And I think uh, that was they're still all still there. there. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, yeah and so, you know, cool. and at the time that was right across the street from Susie's. Yep. Well, and and still now is. too. Yeah. yeah. 
Uh, but right across the street from Susie's, which is one of the oldest and mm-hmm. most popular it's pizza places It's the oldest and still the best. Yeah, yeah, as it says on the box. <laughs> and yeah. they will tell you, but more competition is awesome. Well, that's the thing. Absolutely. And, and the only other pizza places were truck. like Domino's. Mm-hmm. That, uh, Back to food trucks. Yeah, yeah. that's why you, you want Upper like, to be, oh, yeah, you can get food there. People and always have say, a thriving like. thriving downtown. Yeah. Like, I'm worried. Like, are you worried they're opening up? Like, your best when another competitor opens up, you have some of your record weeks. Yeah, I don't know why. I think it's people. It's in their mind. They try to call, but they just made it. They made up their mind. Yeah. They don't want to cook, like, so they go somewhere. Like for me, like the people that own AJ's, like that whole. They were the nicest people. I still consider them friends. Yeah, you know any like the tragic things that happen in our lives and stuff. They've always been some of the first to reach out. Like good. Yeah, and Macaulay's. We were friends with them uh, all the way oh, through. Yeah. You know, like in the like. People, you know, I suppose in some businesses, people like that, but like pizza yeah. people don't want to eat their own stuff all the time. So it's like, <laughs> true. yeah, like, hey, yeah. you know, let's order somewhere else. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes right. it's just nice to have somebody else make you something. Oh, and I think, you know, uh, you said you having a record week. The first thing I thought of was a, a lot of times when a new place opens, you're like, sweet, we're getting new pizza tonight. Mm-hmm. And then you call there and it's busy. Yep. And you call again and it's Order busy. Be a two and hour you're like, wait. you know what? I, we already know we're not cooking. Yeah. yeah. Order East of Chicago. We've already committed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I'm your guy. Yes. Nice. Okay. So so let's uh, let's cut there. We'll take a break and we will talk. We'll come when we come back. We'll talk about uh, the transition. The transition from Pepperoni King to Mayor. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Right on. All right. This episode of Real Stories Podcast is brought to you by the historic Indian Mill Museum and Nature Park. Just northeast of Upper Sandusky, along the scenic Sandusky River, is the Wyandotte Indian Mill. Built in 1861 to replace two mills that were built in 1820 for the Wyandotte Indians, the mill is the nation's first educational museum of milling in its original structure. Here you can learn the story of milling from ancient times to the present. Launch your canoe, cast your rod, or picnic under the canopy of forest. Open May through October, 1 to 4.30 p.m., Thursday through Sunday, or by appointment. Give us a call at 419-294-4022. Hey, all right, we're back. Scott Washburn. Brian, you got uh, some more questions here. So we've got Scott up through uh, mid-90s, late-90s, really. Uh, East of Chicago has moved uptown, thriving. East of Chicago has moved uptown. Scott's working his tail off. So so you sold off a couple stores. Yes. Right? Um, And then somehow out of the blue, or or however you want to say it. How did it happen? You decided to run for mayor. Mayor Goldie Wilson. (laughs) Tell Give me it up about, let's for Cody Wilson. Let's talk about that. <laughs> um, what in the hell made you want to be mayor? Well, that's that's the a, question that hasn't been answered. No, <laughs> um, honest to goodness, like uh, a few teachers remember, and rumor has it, and I have never been able to find find it, but like these do a senior spotlight. Yep. So, and someone claims that I said in there that I was going to be mayor someday. Ooh, we need to find it. It was yeah. the orange and black, probably. Yeah. 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 Um, but it was honest to goodness something that I always kind of wanted to do. I mean, it was politics a, in general. Yeah, well, Man. I mean, I never was involved. To be honest, I was on the board of zoning appeals was like my only tie-in because I'm not. Were you class president? I was. So I was there. senior class president. Um, gave the senior message. Yeah. Um, finished it that morning, like every good person does. Yep. Um. So. <laughs> so. Hung yeah. over. Yeah. <laughs> no comment at this time. Um, so uh, it's something I always thought about, but honestly, I thought about it much later in my life. Like, because I was 35 when I decided 
to run. And you were a business owner. Yep. And what I, year did you run? What year was it? I took office uh, January 2nd, 2008. So okay. I ran in 07. 07. Okay. Was so, it? Yeah. Do you remember, uh, I remember hanging out with you. Jordan and I were just married. And we were at Ron, Ron Boos' house. Yep. And Ron re- Boos, who was my treasurer of my campaign. Yes. Yep. And I remember, like, not knowing that you were doing that. And then yep. you were like, yeah, well, I'm, I'm running for mayor. Yep. And Jordan and I, like, loved it. And we were, like, <laughs> all in. Just like, yeah. oh, this is so cool. Like, someone young yep. is running. And I love that Kyle McCauley's the mayor. Yep. Like, I, I, I love it when young people mm-hmm. are interested in politics. Sure. The other thing you have to remember, Graham, is that... Uh, <clears throat> Those aren't young people anymore. We're getting older. Well, younger than like, I mean, they're, no, not, I, they're I, not retired people. Who I, are I like, know oh, what you yeah, mean. I think yeah. In my I'll, new I'll job just... of the, I think, seven people that work in our office, I'm the oldest. Um, <laughs> really? Nice. Yeah, yeah, reality check. So, um, no, so I've thrown it around. And uh, at that time, uh, Molly Snyder, Bill yeah. Latham, and Jim Rulin used to come to East Chicago all the time, mm-hmm. sit in the front, and then they would stay towards the end of the lunch rush and then we'd go out and sit and, and, you know, I always called it, we were the core four cause we talked about it all the time and, and yeah. we just kind of, and like, those are movers and shakers. Oh yeah. yeah. And, uh, so it was just like put up or shut up. Now big Everett Taylor claims and he remembers more than I, but he said that we were at the Elks <laughs> one night and he's, Ask God, I think you ought to run for mayor. <laughs> and ever, ever to this day, and he says, You're the reason I, you got in there. So thank you, Everett, if that's true. Yeah, because, yeah. Um, old Uncle Everett. Yeah, old Uncle Everett. <laughs> so, so, yeah, we decided to run, and then there was three councilmen running, um, uh, all good dudes. Uh, so I— H- Hold on. Who, who all was it? Uh, uh, Craig Swartz. Yep. Bud Miller. And yeah. Rooster. And Rooster, oh, that's Mike Kinsley. Right. Yeah. yeah. And I, ha- I have the, uh, the candidates night. Out reco- at the high school? At the high school. I have that recorded. I, I, f- I just found it the other day. I, oh, I for was real? looking through my CD collection. Remember yeah. CDs? <laughs> yeah. Um, I was looking through my CD collection, and I, had, I, I was working at the radio station at the time, and they recorded it. Um, so I had them burn it to a, a CD for me. Oh, because yeah. that honestly, that meet the candidates night was the cor- That's when it turned the corner for me because yeah. a lot of, of the older generation, uh, were concerned. A, I didn't have a college degree. Um, he's the pizza guy and anybody knows me well enough. I'm very smiling all the time, laughing, joking guy. So I think there was some, some people had some concerns. He's is, gonna he take, is he serious enough? Is he serious enough? There was also concern because you is he were, more you serious were a than owner. yeah? Is he more serious than Rooster? Yeah, I mean, that's the big that's the big dilemma. So, um, so I, I, I mean, I'm all about, and that's my management style is making people comfortable and have fun. Um, right. But uh, business is business, and there are people that hate me from when we've had to get serious and roll our sleeves up, and that's just how it is. But no, that was the night that really turned the corner because. Um, like speaking in public and, you know, thank you, Jan Stoneburner, um, <laughs> yep. from speech, like yep. it doesn't, I mean, everyone has probably a little bit of anxiety, but I honestly, I feel good about it. Like I spoke at so many things and never had anything prepared and could go forever too Wing long. It. Most yeah. people will tell you, <laughs> but when you speak from the heart, that's what you do. So I was always good at talking, uh, as anybody will tell you, um, so I just went for it, and yeah, that Meet the Candidates night was huge. But I mm-hmm. went to every door in town um, on my own. Um, 
for me, I think one of the biggest keys to for me for winning, I, I really believe that the other three were concerned with themselves because they're city council people, well-known names. I'm a young kid. And so, uh, but I'll be honest, like, this is no BS. Like all, th- all four of us, I felt like got along really good. I yeah. don't, there was never, I mean, not that I have ever aware of any bad mouthing or any, like it was like kind of how it should be. I agree. Um, yeah. There, uh, there wasn't a bad, a bad choice. Yeah. There. You know, uh, like Bud Miller, like, man, he was so for me, like when I got in there, Bud, you know, and even until the day I quit, Bud would stop up every so often and we'd talk about things and Bud was great for ideas, still is. We talk about racing. Uh, Craig, I don't get to see as much. Um, and, and he but, had, but Craig uh, had a lot of great ideas. He did. I mean, oh, yeah. he, he's still, I mean, he's still running for office. He had yeah, really man. high level ideas that, mm-hmm. that were outside of, uh, outside perspective, I mm-hmm. guess is the word I'm looking for. He it did. He had that idea. His big thing was that he wanted to do the he port wanted, authority. He, he wanted, wanted to, to have no. a port authority. And I it, think that was it's an intermodal. I, it was an intermodal. He wanted to build an intermodal and at A.M. Smith. And, and it was a great idea. Yeah. But, but I think. I think he scared people. Oh, for sure. <laughs> you know, yeah. I think he just yeah. He was a little much. Yeah, and and then <laughs> a little much for upper. Yeah, for well, upper, that's like, what I mean. It, yeah. yeah, you had to find ways like how are you going to get from here to there, and then people yeah. want to have it mapped out. Right. Um. So yeah, it uh, ran. Um. I didn't even know what to promise because I I'm not really political to be honest. Like. I uh, think that's you ran as an I independent. That, I ran as an independent. I think mm-hmm. that from the very beginning was always your strong strong yeah. suit was that you were you weren't political. Mm-mm. You were interested in oh, the city yep. and how it worked, but not on a political level. Absolutely. And so like I didn't know what to promise. Like I know like some <laughs> would promise, you know, curbs here, this and that. I didn't even. I mean, I'll just be honest. I, I mean, was si- sidewalks for rich people, obviously. Oh lord, <laughs> sidewalks um, for yeah, rich people. Yes. I think we all know that was your big thing. The only reason I got into <laughs> office was sidewalks for rich people. Um, but uh, <laughs> but like like we'd go and talk, and like I didn't know what. I just said the only thing you get on it to promise one. Like we'll be transparent. You know, door till the day we left, the door was always open except yep. during the pandemic when the, they had to close city hall down. Um, and people want to come in and sit down with the auditor. Oh, like, what do you want to see? Um, it was easier for people just, uh, you know, talk and be negative instead of actually taking up on that. But it was always there. And so, yeah, and we ran and people, I guess, bought into what I was selling, which wasn't a lot. Yeah. But do, you, do you remember the what was the 49.7 percent of the vote out of four? Nice. Did you yeah. some around it? Just yeah. shy of 50. Yeah, yeah. that's good. Yeah, and then uh, okay, so then you're then you're in office. So, so day, day one, post inauguration. <laughs> well, about <laughs> three in the morning, <laughs> or two in the morning, Aaron Cordy was working for the newspaper and wanted to get a picture, so I was taking a sign up, and it was just so weird. Like earlier in the day, Bill Latham, after the election, had called and said. So you wanted to be mayor. What are you gonna do now? <laughs> uh, yep. And then Aaron Cordy said the same thing, and I was like, huh. You know, my, my father-in-law, David Bacon, has always said the the most dangerous thing about running for public office is winning is, winning. is that you might get elected. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. like I knew like for me, I knew going in like it's not sexy, but like infrastructure, like, 
you know, my we lost mm. our basement three Bri- times. Bri- and Brian just uh, like Brian <laughs> he's like, oh my gosh, yeah. infrastructure. The front street yeah. mafia down there knows. No, for no, sure. no. Like, like, and and I'll, I'll I'll just I'll just go out with this, Scott. Um, th- this is something that Graham and I have been talking about for for years, and and you know when when you decided in November, October, whenever it was, and when you announced that you weren't gonna that you were finished, mm-hmm. I sent you an email. Do you remember what it said? Yeah. Okay. I I think that. The important thing to remember is that the the things that you did, the the tasks that you got accomplished in this town, they they may not have been sexy. Nope. They they may not have been you know an uptown rejuvenation yep. project, but what you did is you set the groundwork for this town to live another hundred years. So so I I I think it's important for people to recognize that those projects needed to be completed. Mm-hmm. Um, because there's plenty of cities who have kicked that can down the road and kicked it and kicked it and kicked it, and now they're in trouble. They and are. now they're they're doing tax levies or uh, to to try to pay for it because they don't have a way to do it. So thank you well, th- for doing all of that. I, um, it, it's kind of like drafting alignment in the, in the first round, yep. you know. But really, <laughs> really, <laughs> but but it is like it. But no, it but anchors, like, it anchors your town. And it that guy your... plays for twelve years and right. keeps the your your QB ones backside forever. Exactly. And yep. you don't appreciate him until he's not until there. he's gone. Yep, yep. That's right. And yeah. I I know I had sewer problems when we first mm-hmm. moved into our house. Uh, I know that my t shirts were yellow or or orange tinged <laughs> oh. when when I first moved in. Um, that stuff's all gone, you know. Really? And, I, and I don't have to worry about that anymore because. Those infrastructure projects have been taken care of. We don't have to worry about the EPA breathing down our necks about discharge into a scenic river. I'm sure that they're still breathing down our necks, but uh, let's much, let's much go less. into some detail. Cause yeah, we, yeah, go, yeah. What go were ahead. the infrastructure projects? Yep. Well, you know, and and in fairness, like uh, Mayor Richardson and the council on that, they. They did, they tried, you know, they were always trying, and back then you could do, you didn't have to have like an engineer drawings, you know, all that stuff adds on 10, 15, 20%. And so they did a lot. I mean, they did a lot. And, and Mayor Richardson, you know, he was very proud of the fact that he kept water and sewer rates for some of the lowest in the state. <laughs> but they were also subsidizing some of that out of income tax, mm-hmm. um, where, my thought process, you know, knowing we're going to have to get loans and have to go, you have to be each water, sewer, sanitation, everything has to be self-sufficient, mm-hmm. its own business. So, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, my first two years in there, you know, you're looking at a 200% increase and, you know, you go, and it, it <laughs> we, wasn't very popular and we went, I get it. We went from $36 it, every three it, months it was to still, $36 yeah, a month. Yeah. But it honestly was still, I mean, I and I, I don't want this to sound hoity-toity mm-hmm. it what it's not like it went from a hundred and fifty dollars a month to four hundred it, it, it was went still from manageable. in the 30s or yeah. 50s maybe to around a hundred for probably most people i don't know well like like i said i, I don't know of, what people one of the first changes are, was but... it it went from it went from quarterly to monthly so instead of being uh Every three months, you got a bill for $60. Now, every month, you're paying a bill for $60, which seems like a significant increase. But it's, Oh, it, it was. I mean, but it didn't no feel doubt. like, it. It, like it, it. And it was like, I mean, let's be honest, like, not like that's not what you want to do. But I'll never forget, like, my first day in office, Dave Westbrook came in and was running the, you know, he was superintendent of water. And, and just like, 
my restaurant background ever came in and I want to know what are our costs and what are we selling things for? Yeah. And I believe I said, what's it cost us to make whatever? And I, whatever, I don't know. It was 30, it was like 30 cents or we're selling it for $30 per thousand or whatever it was. And I asked what it cost and it was like six more. Like, six, yeah. So it was like, I was like, huh? Yeah, buck yeah. eighty to make a gallon yeah. of water or something, so, or yeah, whatever. And he said, "Hey, this isn't going to be good," but I, you know, shoot me straight, and he did. And I was very, very lucky. My whole time through, had heads of departments <laughs> like they were so good. But this is at the beginning when I mean, you're going, "What did I you know, do this for?" D- oh, <laughs> Dave Westbrook just left also, yep. and and he's a guy that he, I I don't know that there's a lot of people that know more about this town's. When infrastructure, I would say Alan Bose could could. Alan Bose is there. Uh, yeah, Jack McAlhoney was yeah. the legend. Jack he, was he was the goat, like yeah. of all time. And yep. we, Jack, would come up and try to, because there's things in the ground that, yeah. that just happen, you know. And Jack, that have been there a long yeah. time. And when the good Lord brought Jack home, and, and so then Dave was in. I remember Dave tried to retire three years before he did and i he handed it to me and i ripped it up doing trash and i was like hey, good try and then uh so and that's a true story you can ask him good try um so he just said i'll stay you know as long as you do and i appreciated it and then he came up i mean his title was zoning this bank but that was so much he, more it was oh yeah what they, was, was he part-time even Mm-mm. okay I, I was thinking but he kept reason. his in the license world, he kept his license three. And so oh, yeah. at the time... His discharge license. Yeah. And so Aaron Schoenberger had his three, but we needed a backup plan. So th- that was the other, you know, it was kind of two birds with one stone yeah. deal. But no, no, that first three months, I mean, the, you know, we had to do that. Um, the water tower at the girls' softball field had a hole in it the size of a bus. <laughs> and then it froze. I'll never forget. You know, I was like... Really, and, dude? And it was literally only the size of a car. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I said, well, can't we weld something? And <laughs> I remember Buzz Keat saying, I don't know what you expect me to weld to. Um, yeah, to, so we, to a bunch of rust. So we had to go to Bowling Green EPA and get permission to take that down emergency and then get funding for that. Um, unfortunately, during that time, you know, that police chief that was there, you know, he got indicted, you know, oh, yeah. like. Who like was that? Who what, Bob Hollis was Bob his Hollis. name. Bob Hollis. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah. So, like, he was there. I mean, I. Yeah, that was a bad scene, and I'll never forget the, uh, the special prosecutor, state prosecutor, bring me in and said, "Hey, you know, I'm sorry. I know you're. I mean, no, this you're is new mayor. Yeah, I'll tell you the day that he got put on administrative leave was Martin Luther King Day. I remember it. Yeah. I mean, that early in, and I'm like. What am I doing? Here we go. <laughs> um, so, like, the first year was, like, anything and everything that could go wrong. And that it was no fault to the prior administration. It just... Stuff happens. Stuff happens. Yeah. Um, so, you just put your head down, and I learned a lot. And I didn't know a lot. I There was a lot of mistakes made by myself, you know. But at the end of the day... We always told everyone that worked in our administration, if you're going to make a mistake, make a mistake helping people. Um, and that's how we've just always lived. And, I mean, I made plenty. And own up to it. Yeah. And, yeah. and Humans are fallible. It, it, it happens. I, I'll just say when I called the state of Ohio for anything or anything down at Columbus, I used a, I'm just some dumb kid that just got mayor. Um, we had this one. <laughs> used that for eight years. Oh, there was this, uh, we, this uh, one consultant we used. Her name was Linda Hall. God love her. She was so good. Like a lot, Mary Richardson used her. Like she got a lot of the funding, all that. Uh, before Greg Moon, this was who did this for okay. the city. Yeah. So she was so good, but she always called me. One of the people at the state said, 
Linda, do you know that boy mayor down there? And so I was boy mayor forever uh, nice. uh, and, until so, I went bald, got gray hair, I, I and got a hundred ju- pound. I think we just found the title for our episode. Boy mayor. Boy, boy mayor. mayer. It's like a TV show. It's like yeah. a sitcom. But yeah. yeah, it went, uh, but just stuck to it, you know, and it, there wasn't any, I mean. So just off the top of my head, so we, you, it was new wa- wastewater treatment. No, a new water, water treatment yeah. plant. That was the first one. Um. The what one, about that the the project down Wyandotte Avenue with the it was sewer separation yeah project. the sewer yeah. separation so project the water the new water plant the old one was built in the 1890s so it was time for <laughs> some upgrade time. <laughs> um, when the population was exactly the same as it is right now uh, only plus minus 300 uh, <laughs> maybe yeah and that building was a super cool building yeah uh, super cool yeah that was really built in the 1890s yeah that's yeah. true yeah uh, so we did that uh, we had the whole northeast north northeast quadrant in town down where you live brian we yeah. replaced all the water lines there because of the yellow water yep. now some of that you know you get the mains okay but uh they have to get their lateral lines for the house which is the yep. resident's responsibility and they would have to repl- but yeah my, mine were all copper from from the key up to the house so mm-hmm. it was it was definitely not my lines it, it was, was well they but, were terrible yeah and 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 I'll, I'll be the first to admit like it it didn't bother me so much because like i wear a white t-shirt underneath everything mm-hmm. so I'm, I'm used to just white t-shirts having yellow spots in the arms etc cetera, etc cetera. but the neighbors not my immediate neighbors but people in my neighborhood had complained about it i mean dale and, Piaha and does i am it. very aware <laughs> and we're in your <laughs> office i know <laughs> i mean dale dale Piaha doesn't even wear shirts no so, he i mean he i don't know why to. that would matter for him beautiful. So. I, dale's gonna be 70 and still like uh the hottest football coach in northwest what, Ohio. Yeah. what was that guy's name jack lalane oh the, yeah that's who yeah dale the is. guy was like 90 and yeah still, yeah still still looking good with a six-pack oh yeah so then we did the water line and then the sewer separation project which was big um, and the sewer separation separated stormwater from from yeah sewer yeah right? yeah because yeah. um, we'd found out uh they call them cso combined sewer overflows mm-hmm. there was a lot of those needed to fix so that was all in preparation and there's still more of that that needs done and everyone's aware it's just it's yeah. a lot of money it's but a lot of money and a lot of in time. preparation to get stuff to the plant so you're not bypassing into the river storm yeah. and storm things so there, there's some uh, Doug Keller uh, came over from Cary. He originally started in Upper and then went to Cary and I think Macomb and then he came back. Um, he's really smart, really sharp, and okay. he's got some ideas. There's some, there's when it we have heavy rain, you know, uh, east of town. It's still trying to you're trying to jam all this into one. Oh, yeah. So yeah. he has some ideas, and I hope that he gets the ability to go through with those because he, he's got some good ideas to fix that. If I'm yeah. not mistaken, I, I think uh, all of that stuff east of the river comes through like a six-inch main across the river, right? Or under the river? Six or eight. I'm not that, sure what it is. That's probably and, yeah. it's three, not huge. Yeah. three quarters full of... It needs to be bigger. Right. Yes, yeah, yes. I think that's the best way to say it. Yeah, so. and if yeah. it started out at six, now yeah. it's Well, and that's... so, And I'm not for sure... That's pretty small. I hope it's not. I'm trying to think. Yeah, it, might, it might be an eight or ten. I've erased my memory from all that, but <laughs> like, you're right. It's, it's not big. big enough. Yeah. yeah. Um. So, but yeah. So they've got some good ideas, and I, I know Mayor McCauley and and the count. They they they've got things going, and I know, you know, it's yeah. weird not being. You know, like when I stepped away, <sighs> I st- I haven't read. Honest to goodness, I haven't read a newspaper since I left. Nice. Nothing against the newspaper. I just. 
It, uh, it doesn't do any good to, to stay up on local politics if yeah, you're no, no longer a local politician. Well, Th Thomas Jefferson, <laughs> when he read the newspaper every day until the day he left office, and he never read another newspaper the rest of his life. Yeah, why would I mean, you? Why would yeah. you? Well, yeah. and that's – it's uh, and I have been kind of low-key, obviously, with COVID and everything, but out of respect to the new administration, they can't have, like, the mom-dad scenario. You can't have people coming up trying to throw shade on the new administration. You, you got to have oh, a clean no cut. Way. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, and, and, you know, but I, you know, I do, I mean, I'm not going to lie. I miss it a lot, but it's just how it has to be. You know, Mary Richardson did the same, uh, for me. He, I knew he was there if he needed something, but for you, yeah. not for everybody else. Yeah. Yeah. It's a clean break. You got to make a clean yep. break. And, and that's what Kyle needs. Yep. yep. And that's what, and, and it's probably what you need. Yeah. You know, but I, you know, it's, well, now when it rains real hard, I used to get in my vehicle at two in the morning and drive around and see how everything was going. And it's, it's weird now, but you, I get up for five. I have to get up at five now for work. So I go to bed much earlier than I used to, to. be to work at six o'clock or what? No, I mean, not, technically not there till seven, but, but you're getting up at five and yeah. Get, yeah. So, so you're a working stiff. You're, you're just... I, I am a working stiff. <laughs> yeah. Um, nice. and I'm older. So it takes a little bit more time to get going, <laughs> yeah. unfortunately. And then once everything gets going, you have to stick around for a little bit longer. Well, <laughs> you do, you do. Yeah. But uh, no, honest to goodness, my wife, you know, the one thing through everything, like she tells people, uh, you know, it's like he sleeps now for the first time in 20-some uh, years. Because I was in the restaurant business, which is ultra yeah. stressful. And owning your own business. Yes, you, you owned your own business mm -hmm. and, and, then, and then ran a town. Yep. And... It, running a town this size mm -hmm. is not easy. See, you, you, still you don't have, have a city manager. You, still, have, yeah. you, you are you, like you've you said, are the city manager. You're man. the guy. Yep. You, you're the and dude. You have seven thousand people that want to bend your ear every mm -hmm. time you step outside the door. Yeah, and that's you know that going in, and and that's if you don't like it, get out. I yeah. mean, that's yeah, like absolutely. you know you could cry about it, complain, but I enjoy talking to people. You know, but. It, you know, for my family, like we couldn't go to the fairs, not we couldn't go, yeah. but like when they were younger, like we, it would take three hours to make a loop and the kids want us. So, but that, you know, you certainly wouldn't walk into a bar and, and go oh, in just to have oh. a drink. Oh no. And believe it or not, I, I'm kind of partial to beer. So um, <laughs> it was, uh, it was kind of hard, um, yeah. but you know, you just got to remove yourself from those. When I go. You know, it was a very, very rare occasion. I didn't have a drink at any, like, event or anything just because everyone was always trying, you know, hey. Yeah. You know, like, I do the Hannah's House roast and all that every year, and and uh, you'd pour it in a cup just because I wouldn't have yeah, it on yeah, Saturday yeah. night, but everyone's got their camera out or whatever. And, and you know, for the record, there was beer in that cup. Um, <laughs> uh, but, um, uh, but you want to have fun, and, like, you guys know me – like yeah, who I am, and I'm a fun-loving guy. And, yeah, you know, but it was weird seeing you go from from a a person who was social and always mm -hmm. always around and always having fun as the owner of a small business to going to being a politician, where you you did realize these things that you couldn't go you couldn't go to the Elks and just sit down yep. and have a beer. I because tried. I tried the first couple months; yep. it just wasn't going to because there happen. was always people that were going to yell at you for something uh -huh. or complain about something. Or and that's their or... right because I work for. Sure. You know, I had civil six, servant. 6,500 bosses or whatever, yep. but yep. it it just, you know, and you don't want to lose friends, you know, or people. Yeah. So it just, it was just better, you know, luckily, like 
you know, I have a supportive family and I, we had interests like we're a big racing family. We go to sprint car races. Yeah. That's yeah. our thing. We that, still do. That was the one thing that I did see you doing and you would go to sprint car races and you were probably absorbed into the community because nobody lived in upper. Nope. Like none of the, none of the fans lived in upper. So. Some at some point, like at Attica is our home track and mm-hmm. like there's years and people would always ask. And even in meetings, when you go around the room and everyone tries to give Hi, I'm the vice president of economic, you know, and I always say Scott Washburn, city of upper, um, because like, that's just who you are. Like, yeah. it's never just you. And so at those, for people for years, I've told, I just, I work for the city of upper and that's true. And then some of them years later, are you the mayor? You're the mayor? <laughs> I was like, yeah. Yeah. They're like, Amongst other things. Cool. Now get out of the way so we can sit down, you know, Cause <laughs> yeah. like, but the, the, I always say like at the dirt tracks, those are my people. Like, it's just yeah. some of the nicest you know, loving the, the, you watch the kids raise up. Like I, they know Isaiah, my, my son's a huge statistics guy. Like Mm -hmm. he's a numbers guy. Yep. And we started taking him when he was three or four and he's kept stats and he's Mm. kept everything. And they call him stat boy, which is ironic. (laughs) I was boy mayor. Yeah. But it was just (laughs) some of the best people and like the stereotype on that's always funny. Like it's gotta be a bunch of fights and all that. No, exact opposite. It's a, it's a family environment. It is. Yeah. But, uh, and I think the guys that I myself would not have enough talent to do what they do, you know, a 900 horsepower piece of machinery that weighs 1400 pounds. You do the math. That's, that's insane. Yeah. Maybe just maybe you're, you've done the risk analysis and yeah. they're too smart to do Well, it. I, one time. No, don't, that, that's not a knock on anybody that drives because I oh, think it'd be fantastic. It'd be so cool to get behind the wheel. Like the, I think that those, the people that drive sprint cars, especially mm-hmm. 410 wing sprint cars are the most amazing people in the sure. world. It's like this, like. Well, like, they have to be super chill. I mean, they're, they're the adrenaline rush that they're getting it, every time they do that. It's got to just clear the and system. And Lord, the Lord bless them. Like, you yeah. have to have, like, something special. Because, yeah. like, you can't just do that. Yeah. They're going on a quarter-mile track, getting up to 100 miles an hour with other cars. Like, it, it's just so crazy. <laughs> I did one time win a two-seater ride out in Knoxville, Iowa. I put $5 in. We drove through the night, so I hadn't slept. And so as I got my personal pan pizza and breadsticks, as I'm walking in and chugging a 24-ounce Mountain Dew... <laughs> I get this text saying, you've been drawn. I was like, huh? Yeah, for what? <laughs> so I got a two-seater ride uh, after eating that food, and then obviously I'm nervous in front of 20-some thousand people. But that, that Did you only, lose that food? No, oh, I good. kept it. Um, uh, and this was like, say on that track, those cars go 120 miles an hour. This one was probably doing 95 or 100. And the Gs and everything that you pull was crazy. Yeah. It was all, but I kept forgetting to breathe. Like, oh, yeah, because like it pulls you against there and it was nuts, man. But I was glad I did it. But luckily they had a fat friendly seat for me because I was a little I was like, you know, I'm a I'm not a small fella. So well, it is sprint cars, sprint cars, not horse racing. Yeah, well, that's true. <laughs> yeah, luckily. But but you were into horse racing for a while, too. Uh, Pre kids. You owned a horse. Didn't yeah, you? we owned in um, uh, Doug Parcel and myself. Uh, we I used to work with Doug at Unigrip and we got to be great friends and. Brian Brown, who is from Upper Sandusky. Oh, yeah. Now in Delaware. Yeah. yeah big one time. Big time. Premier yeah. trainers in the country. Yep. Unknown fact is one of the like um, the most humble dude you'll ever meet. Like, great guy. His uh, cousin, Billy Brown, and I ran around when we were kids, and we used to mm. go. That's where I got into it. We used to go to the races because those 
children of horse racing people, they live on the road because yep. they, they just our time. But so yeah, we owned in on with other people on owned in on horses and and Darcy and I had a ball with that. We went around, but uh, you lose a lot of disposable income when uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. young oh, yeah. young Isaiah reared his head. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, so we got. I'd like to get back into that someday. I don't even know what it costs to do you know it's it's probably tripled since and we were with brian when he was you know he had a stable 15 to 18 horses yeah like he Uh, like i wonder what he's got now oh my lord it has to be 100 i'm guessing like he is one of the premier trainers in america jordan and i where were we were somewhere not around here and uh someone was talking about horse racing and i said oh you know like i didn't have much to say Mm -hmm. and i said i had a a kid that played golf whose dad trains horses in Delaware. I'm not sure. And he's, and they said immediately, is it, is it Brown? Oh, cause you've golf with Bo. And I said, yeah, Bo Brown. They go, Oh yeah. Yeah. He raises. Yeah. He trains horses. Like um, he's, he's like one of the like world the horse. Trainer. Yeah. He is. A, he's a real deal. Horse and it's trainer. one of those, uh, like you literally could not handpick a more nicer, like more like compassionate human, like this dude is just, he's gold. He's yeah. quiet, soft-spoken, too <laughs> humble. Um, I, like, I'm, like, I'm pretty sure Bo races horses. Yeah, Bo like, drives he, now and trains. And Brian yeah. has able to hire his, you know, his son, Bo, his daughter, brother-in-law, niece and nephew. Like he has a huge staff. And this guy, like when you see him, I don't get to see him much anymore, but we go down to the brown jug. Same Brian man wearing blue jeans. Just uh, I'll never. My wife laughs. He he never could commit to prescription sunglasses. So he's got the glasses on with the sunglasses, sunglasses there. Classic. And you look at him, you're like, who's this dude? And I was like, well, that's Brian Brown. No, it's yeah. not. Oh, but it is. Uh, yeah. But there's a guy that is a just an American story, man. Like hard work pays off, and like there is not a better dude in the world than that guy, man. Yeah. So nice. once hum- again, Upper Sandusky, center of the universe. Everything it is, happens man. There. I know. Little humility goes a long way. Yes, it does. All right. Well, we're close to an hour here. Yeah. So, uh, but, uh, before we get to closing, what was if you had to pick one day or one memory from being the mayor? Is there a day that stands out? Was there anything that kind of best day and worst day? Yeah, best day. Um, there was a lot of good ones, but I'm gonna be honest. Uh, like it, it was towards the end. Uh, the senior graduation cruise. Like um, that was cool. Uh, and that was that was Zay, right? No, was he wasn't between, a senior then? It was yeah. after. Yeah, no, it was after him. After, it was a year yeah. after. Oh, what a cool, last year. That was a really cool night. So I hope that they do that this year. I, I, don't, I, I don't know if they're planning on I, it. Or... I made the comment several times. It's a shame that it took a pandemic for us to do that. Because yeah. Yeah. Like, it sucked for them kids, man. Yeah. It sucks for them now. The best things about high school, like for us non good at basketball people, were going to the games <laughs> and hanging out. And yeah. So when all that was going down, and and I was in on those phone calls every week with the health department, uh, you know, all the leaders in the community, commissioners, school, and there was a lot of unknown. And and I'm not to badmouth because it was this because nobody knew. Oh, nobody, nobody knew. knew. Yeah. But. I, it just wasn't right that something wasn't going to happen, man. And then, so I think we started planning it. And then there later on, some people said, have you thought about doing a, well, we had been planning forever and I got told no a lot. Um, <laughs> because oh. uh, Jeff Ritchie was so cool to work with. 
Like he he's one of the best dudes ever. Like you wouldn't that guy is so smart and so he is. Like, he really is. Um but he's one of those guys. He's on my list of if if shit goes down. Yep. I'll go if he asked me to come with him, I'd go. Because <laughs> I know that he knows how to make things happen. Like, yeah. like he, he'll figure it out. He, he could live in the woods. He could live in the woods with nothing else and he would and it, And he he's so thrive. smart about every like I think one time he told me he steady studies insects, you know, just because he can. Like he <laughs> and you look at him but he's a government employee, yeah. so he has time. <laughs> oh, that dude is way too because you know, let's this is what we do at the state level. We're just gonna make rules for smoking yeah. and all this stuff. Let's Let's just let the health department do it. You know, our health department, they and people I've seen where they bad mouth, like our health department was so spot on and so good during this pandemic. Like, and I know people get mad, whatever, don't care. Like, I'm telling you, I was frontline, like they were golden. But Jeff, the reason I've always liked Jeff and respected him, uh, he'd shot me straight. Mayor, yeah. that, that, that's, that's not, and he wasn't trying to make it not happen. He needed the best scenario to make it as safe as possible. And yep. my golly, Chief Ross, Dan Ross, great man. You know, I remember that last meeting. It was me, Chief, and Jeff, and I was down 2-1 on votes on getting to get this done. Because, <laughs> really? Because Chief is another one. I respect on the, the dri- On the drive around? Because there was concerns, like different ways to do it, and like how, how are you going to get this? And we had every idea from – uh, having different groups and leading ten cars around, you they, know. they just weren't comfortable with what was going to happen yet. And and they needed to see and, a plan. And that mm. and at that time, it was still like, can can is it even safe if if people are standing out, out, out near the yeah. road? You and, know, like and, like, it, it, and yeah. Chief Ross, like you talk about a great police chief and a better dude. And he's recently retired. He right? is yeah. yes. So like he safety is paramount for him. I don't care if the president of the United States come in, if chief does not think it's safe, he's going to tell you no. Yeah. And he was right. And he made me work for it. And I respect the hell of him for that. And so did Jeff. And so we came up with different routes, different ideas. And it's finally, you know, I won't ever say that Jeff was all for it because as a, you know, the head health guy, it's just better not to do it. Yeah. But Jeff was so good to work with and convince me. Yeah. yeah. And it, Trust. But I'm gonna make you convince. Yeah, me. and yeah. let me tell you, we we sat in council chambers for a long time. I was wearing them down, baby, because I, <laughs> I wanted it. So one, one thing that people that don't, like, I spent ten years in government and working in government, so I understand this. One thing that people that don't work in government don't really get is that a plan goes a long way, and mm-hmm. a good plan goes a really long way. Yep. So coming in, and I'm sure you discovered this coming from east of Chicago, where you were just kind of calling the shots. When you get into a government environment, people want to see that you have a long-term plan with mm-hmm. it. And, and that's basically what he was doing. Yeah. He, he was telling you, I understand what you want to do. I'm not satisfied with your planning yet. So it was it, we got it. We rolled it out. We did everything as safe as we can. Of course, uh, the Facebook keyboard cowboy warriors came out and, you know, I'm <laughs> yeah. blah, blah, blah. Didn't yeah. care at that point because, honest to goodness, it wasn't even the kids just deserved it and all but four participated, but I and, thought it was a great, I thought it was a great night and it yeah. wasn't, yeah. Ju- it was about the kids. Don't get me wrong, but you know, those parents in that car, man, you guys know how it is raising yep. the kid. Like it's an emotional time. Like yeah. I was yep. a wreck when Isaiah was graduating. I'm already a wreck and Corey's only a freshman. Like my, my, yeah. si- my niece yep. was a, a senior last year. Yeah. You know, my, yeah. and my sister was the same way. Like they, she, all she wanted was for, my niece Alyssa to have everything yep. that she deserved and and had worked so hard to get 
and and it was going to be yanked out from underneath them. And so, uh, and for the record, your nieces one there was some, like was very per, uh, appreciative, like which meant even more to me because you know kids don't they don't know what time of work it goes into it. Yeah, they don't know if, yeah. uh, Fire Chief McGinn the time he put in. Yeah, Chief Ross the planning, uh, city employees coming in on their own dime to work intersections and like yep. everybody in the community for like is like the only time ever since I was mayor like every 100% people were down with what was going on. It was so yeah, cool. It and was it, cool. And so it was a goose bumper. And so that honestly was the best. And probably for me, the worst was probably when Hank Latham passed away. Uh, oh. Hank Latham was on our service committee. Yeah. Um, he He's somebody I started bowling with out of high school. And uh, he, there isn't many people in the world that could tell me you know, like, and Hank did, like he'd come yeah. off the office and I knew when he pulled the leg over, it was go time, <laughs> but he was, uh, he was such a fighter. I, I put him on the service committee and he fought to get the wages up because our wages are low. I mean, it yep. just is what it is yeah. and it sucks, but Hank fought and he was like my concierge man. Like, and when he passed away, dude, it was hard. And I did his eulogy and uh, I'm not like, it was a tough one, dude, but, uh, all the city trucks showed up and it oh, was, nice. it was yeah, I remember cool. that. but that was probably, I mean, I'm sure there was other bad days and hurt days, but that was pretty that tough. Yeah, yeah, that was pretty tough, but the, the good days far outweighed the bad. Um, I miss as dumb as this sounds, but I miss going to the classrooms, man. Like, Oh yeah. Was, like from elementary, the kid thinking that you live in the white house and secret service <laughs> and every kid, every time, how much do you make? And the teacher's like, you can't ask that. And I was like, well, actually, actually they can. you can look actually, it up. You can find yeah. it. It's public record. Yeah. And I would tell them. And then I, I, one thing, when I went in, I wanted to make sure I knew when I was in high school, there wasn't a connection with the city. So I was very involved in anything and everything Ram and uh, not just sports music, like band, oh, uh, yeah. uh, Mr. Morris, you know what a rock star that dude is yeah um and like he got we got signs you know because our music program's off the charts you know yeah. And, and oh yeah don't... the music music yeah. uh community and, music education and he's community. like well, yeah. why do we not have signs for that and i was like that's a damn good question why don't we we got her done yeah and, easy enough yeah some things are just it's it, it's easy enough and a lot of times people are like well if we do that then we're gonna have to then that, we gotta get one for that wrestler that one state and then and, we gotta <laughs> and i got that too you know because like we didn't do a lot of keys but we did some but there was just some people that were damn special i remember greg McKayley was one i just yep you know like he's just phenomenal not just on the field but he was and I don't hang around him in a social setting, but we did it. And then someone, you know, well, why didn't uh, my kid went? And I was like, you're, you're missing what we're doing here. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, it, uh, given Jerry Snodgrass a key is another big day for me. Jerry Snodgrass yeah. is somebody that I look up to. Like, yeah. Agreed. Um, Robbie Lee dying was terrible. Oh yeah. Um, like that, that was a terrible day and that, you know, that was a terrible day for a lot of people. I yeah, still, was at the state golf tournament. Yeah. Was, yeah. Yes. I'm, um, I still have the, he called me the day that he had, you know, the, I still have the message cause uh, he, yeah. um, that's the only thing. Cause I'm uh, kind of OCD. I don't like to keep <laughs> stuff, but I ha I have that voicemail and he had called that day. Um, he was working with Jerry on something for Zay and he's like, ah, now how do you spell Zay's real name? You know, cause it's yeah, always Zay. Yeah. And Isaiah. We, we went to, it was a tradition. We go to the state boys basketball yep. and it was always me and Isaiah and Robbie and, it, every year, Robbie was going to learn how to do Twitter. 
And every year Isaiah would. That's what the world needed was I've got, Robbie Lee on Twitter. On Twitter. Uh, it never worked out. Um, uh, he, he, I got pictures of Isaiah trying to teach him Twitter. And then Robbie would just. But it was just so fun. And then I learned so much from him watching him because he was a like he was a celebrity at the state. Everybody. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's oh, yeah. Robbie Lee. There's Robbie Lee. And so. Like, I think a lot of my goofiness, because Robbie was goofy, and that's what I oh, loved yeah. about him. Yeah. Like, I took some of that in and started even showing more, you know, because I am an idiot a lot of times, saying, do dumb stuff. But it's okay, man. I've, I'm at that age now. You can get away with it. Yeah, you some people have. at my new job, I, I think they're a little worried. Stranger danger. <laughs> um, but uh, Well, you're like that old guy that, that thinks he's cool, but he's yeah. not cool. Oh, I'm but not. But he actually is I mean, cool. I don't have the white New Balance yet, but they're not far away. <laughs> but, <laughs> I do have to say hi to Melissa and Crystal at my office because I told them I was doing a podcast. <laughs> we always joke okay. that we're going to do a podcast, so I have to do that. But nice. no, like. The, the Melissa mayor, and Crystal. Listen, yes. Yeah, we'll send a shout out to them. So, but in in closing, you know, like I would never change anything that's happened in my life. You know, through the tragedy of losing my brother and father's suicide, and and I've got to talk. That gave me a platform to talk about that stuff. To just you know, it uh, it just it was a great experience, and it was just time. The timing was weird. Obviously, who who the heck gets elected and leaves that, but. You know, I watched my my pops who raised me, uh, my pops who raised me. I he passed away in front of me, like in March. You know, I watched uh, the MTs try to do it, yeah. and and it just he worked at Whirlpool for forty six years, and so you know it's forty six yes, years, yeah. And he always said he was afraid if he retired, he, he would die. That'd be the end yeah. of it. Yeah. And so, so no, I have uh, uh, absolutely nothing. The people treated me. 99% yeah. of the people were happy I was there. Um, there's always going to be the 1%. I mean, and, I, I I classically just, I, I feel like you left it on the floor, right? I mean, yep. you, you you did it. All in. And you were all in. Yep. And, it, and and I always felt that way about you guys. Yeah. So, so, so Scott and I think we're getting ready to wrap up here, but the one thing I I do want to tell you is that having a connection to you from my older sister, Jenny, um, I do remember you coming down to our house or coming out to our house, drinking beer in the basement. I I remember one specific night. It was Scott Dickey's birthday party. (laughs) (laughs) It was his 18th birthday party. A different Scott Dickey than United Insurance. Yeah, it's a different uh, guy, different guy. He he moved out west, this guy. The name rhymes with Schmott Schmicky. But I remember you hanging out with us. Mom and Dad had just gotten, were out for the night and just got home. And we we had eggs. And I just remember you talking to my parents like they were normal people. Yep. And I and I remember thinking to myself, this is the kind of guy I want to be like. I, yeah. I want to be like somebody Thanks, who man. can just talk to people. And I've watched you go through all these phases that we talked about today. All everything that you've mentioned, I, I remember all those steps in your life, and I'm I'm thankful to have witnessed all of this and seen you grow as a person. And I'm honored to have you here on the show today. So uh, thank you for coming. That actually means more than you know, man. I appreciate that. <laughs> well, we didn't get a lot of love in the 13 years we we're in there, but uh, I, I, I was one of the more. You got criti- reelected every time. I was one of I the mean, more critical people. I'll be honest. Like there were times I sit around drinking beer, and I, I was critical of Scott Washburn. Yeah. But in hindsight, it's about the body of work. You gotta so. gotta hold your feet to the fire. Yeah, you know. And you did a great job. You thank really you. did. I appreciate so. that.
Yeah. And thanks. thanks for having me on, man. This was awesome. Oh, dude. Yeah. Make sure you have me back sometime. We can give you the yeah. year after. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and and maybe we'll just have you on another time and we'll just talk about whatever. Yeah. You we, know, we'll just kind of go freelance on What do you want to talk? What, what history topics do you want to talk about? You could be a guest host anytime. Well, yeah. Uh, if we're going to ever do anything history, it's going to be the wine dots. Cause, uh, that's one and in closing one last thing I want to make sure yeah. chief Billy friend, man. Oh man. He treat, let's talk. You know what? We'll have you come on and we will have you talk about your interactions with the wine dot tribe leading up to the turnover of mission church to yeah, the wine they tribe. Were, man. Yeah. Billy we, friend we, seems like a great, we dude. talked about that. Graham and uh, I marched and, in the parade. And what a getting goosebumps. What a complimentary guy of upper Sandusky. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yep. he, they he, have every reason to not be that way. And they yep. are the most like, yes, would yes. love to do that because yep. they're when Betsy Bowen would tell me chief friend was coming and that like instantly it was all hands on deck. I want the street swept down like anything yeah. they need dude. Oh, it's like awesome. They're yep. just the greatest, greatest people. Yeah. It's a great relationship yep. that we still have we and have, we're lucky. Uh, yeah. we very are, lucky. We are very fortunate. We get way more from them than we, you know, for their than deserve. they need to give us. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Agreed. All right. Well, Hey, thanks Scott. It's been awesome it. guys. I appreciate it. Thanks. All guys. right. Okay, so this has been another exciting episode of Real Stories with Graham and Brian. Um, I hope everybody enjoyed it. I had fun today. Did you, Brian? Uh, that was as much fun as I've had doing this podcast, and, and I've really enjoyed it so far. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Scott did a great job. He talked a lot. He did. And um, it, it, it was exactly what we wanted, and we hope that we can we can get more people on. Please, uh, you know, if you like this episode, subscribe to our podcast. Uh, it's available on iTunes, uh, awesome. iHeart. Also, let us know what you think. If, the, if you'd like to hear something different, uh, reach out. We're, we're always open to suggestions. Uh, our, we have an open door policy. Your email's free. So, yep. Uh, our website is realstoriespodcast.com. You can find us there. You can search for us on iTunes. Uh, the more you subscribe and the more people subscribe, the easier it will be for everyone to find it. And we appreciate everybody listening, and we hope you guys enjoyed it. Thanks.